Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Ryan Anthony Hernandez, and wow, it's been two weeks since I've done <laughs> I've done the episode. And uh, let me tell you, um, the more you do it, you know, practice makes perfect. And I feel like I'm doing really good. I'm I'm on a roll with uh, doing these episodes, and then I stop for a bit, and then I get back on, and I feel like um, I, I'm already rusty, and it's been two weeks. Uh, that just goes to show like how uh, if you want to be a podcaster, you really need to be consistent and uh, really focus a lot of time and ener- energy. And unfortunately, it's it's kind of hard to to be a podcaster and uh, trying to balance uh, the rest of life's responsibilities. So yesterday uh, I was watching this movie, um, not the whole thing, but I was watching clips of it. Uh, it's called Vanilla Sky. I've already seen it back back in two thousand two or three. I don't I don't uh, remember. But this movie has uh, the Scientologist actor Tom Cruise, and there's this thing that um, that is mentioned in the movie, and that is the revolution of the mind. And um, I, I don't want to give give away the whole entire movie. But there, there's a scene where everything is not going according to plan. It's like it's supposed to be a dream world where everything is perfect. Everything fits in its proper place. But then he starts to realize that this dream has become a nightmare. And uh, spoiler, uh, Tom Cruise, he runs in this movie, uh, if you didn't know, but uh, spoiler he he runs so he's running and he's running t- he's he's yelling at the top of his lungs for technical support and he needs help because the dream which was supposed to be perfect becomes a total nightmare a total disaster and i'm mentioning all of this because when i joined the cult when i joined this this community this religious life which was you know, as they sold it to me, it was supposed to be a good religious community. And then later on, as I went through the years, went through the motions, and I saw all of the cult-like behavior, I didn't want to see it. But little by little, I was opening my eyes and understanding that this was not a good place to be. There was really some cult shit going on. And I didn't see it as a cult back then. Now I do. Now I, I have the understanding. But even then, I was able to see that it was no longer the nice dream that I thought it was going to be. It was no longer that beautiful world. It was a complete nightmare. And I didn't know how to wake up from this nightmare. And I needed technical support. But there was none. Um, and so <laughs> like, like Tom Cruise in the movie, I had to, to do my own running and I'm, I'm bringing this up, uh, not to talk about Tom Cruise, but, um, someone asked me a question on Twitter, which I think is a, a golden question. It's really, it's, it's a great question. Um, Twitter user Mel asked when you were a believer what could a friend on the outside have said to you that would have made a difference? And I really thought about it because knowing myself back then, 
everything I defended everything that the community did. So looking at that question by Mel, I don't think that there's really anything that any friend could have said to me which would have changed my mind. Because what changed my mind was actually witnessing and going through all of the bullshit that was happening in the community. And yes, I did stay there for 11 years. I did defend a lot of the uh, obscurity that that they were doing to us. You know, I, I knew that they were bullshitting us, but I I would I would justify it thinking, well, they're they're holy people. They they know what they're doing, so um, I just need to follow what they're saying and and just obey because according to them, if if you just obey and and don't ask and and don't bug, then you're gonna be okay. So my salvation is set. I'm ready to go to heaven. Um, uh, I'm good. I'm set for life. And that was my mindset. So every time uh, there were ridiculous things which were happening to to other members that you know, when I would see people getting humiliated or even beaten or getting some bullshit uh, DM. Uh, DM side note is uh, they would say DM means uh, divine mercy, but it also means um, disciplinary measure. So they would put all these disciplinary measures or divine mercy, as they would like to say it, to kind of uh, uh, make it sound a lot nicer. They would give all these disciplinary measures to make sure that you're that you get in place, that you are, um, that you remain dependent on them. And so things happened during my years where, like I mentioned in previous uh, podcasts, where, yes, members had to eat their own shit, and I didn't do that. However, me witnessing other people you know, crying and telling me about what they had to do, it made an impact. And I'll tell you this, I didn't do it, but if I was given that obedience, I was hardcore. I was ready. I was ready to do it because, you know, your your mind has been reformed to believe that anything and everything that they say is God's will for you. And they would say uh, the, the voice of God. And so I want the listener to kind of understand how solid I was, as well as how solid, you know, many of the other members were to really uh, go to these extremes. And although I was so hardcore and you know many people were surprised when i left i did eventually leave not because of what someone told me uh like a friend told me hey you should leave it, it wasn't because of that it was instead because of their unchristlike uh behavior and attitude and i kind of i want to now tell you a quick story which kind of started like the the earthquake in my life, it, it really started a, it was a big wake up call to not only in my mind, but also 
a, a wake up call in my heart and it, it's hard to share this, but um, I want to share it with you all right now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So when you're in a cult um, slash religious group, it's it's kind of hard because there's that struggle in in my community where there are, like I mentioned before, there's a side of the group which just wants control. They just want to lord over you. They want to control your thoughts. They want to control how you act, even your reactions. And then there's another side of the group that I was in which wanted to do things more, I guess, in line with Christianity, which it's the it's what it should be. You know, it's 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 a it's a, it's a religious environment. It's supposed to be more Christ-like. And I would see this struggle, and that really made it hard for me to decipher, you know, what you know, where, where to lean. However, um, uh, yeah, so something started happening, which opened my eyes. And I wanted to share with y'all about, it was maybe 2013. I don't even remember the year anymore, but it was, <laughs> it was a year my brother got married. I should know this. Um, but Lord, uh, I don't, <laughs> I think it was maybe 2014. And before he got married, actually, um, I was in the Philippines and I was given permission to call my family. However, if you're familiar with a cult environment or even abusive environments, everything is uh, monitored. So, you know, we'd have uh, limited access to calling your family. And sometimes there were people there nearby who can listen. And I would even say to spy. Because they freaking had a big ass, people had big ass mouths and they really go and tell superiors anything and they twist things. But anyways, I'm going into a, a different path. But I was with a superior who was actually pretty cool. And yet he gave me and other brothers and sisters, I mean, other brothers, no sisters, but he was giving us, uh, sorry, I get, I get a little nervous doing these podcasts. Um, you know, we were given permission to call our families but the the only shitty thing is that you know you're the reason for calling is to procure money and so i would call and i would get the uh western union number and i would get some money and i would uh um surrender everything that i got from my family to the community now on one occasion <coughs> i called and my brother uh, Steve, he told me that he had spoken to Father Bing directly uh, because uh, th this is important because a few years before that, when my grandmother died, um, my family wanted me to go to the funeral. I had wanted to go to the funeral. However, he spoke to Father Jose. And Father Jose, you know, made a complete joke about the uh, situation and really 
uh, played with my family's emotions, played with my emotions. And so Steve, he, uh, you know, I, I love my brother and he, he did what, what he thought was correct, was, which was instead of going to the superior of the community, might as well go to the head of the whole entire group, which was Father Bing. So that's what he did. He went to Father Bing, and he he told them, "Hey, Father Bing, um, my I'm gonna I'm gonna be married on on this date, and I would like uh, for my brother to come to the wedding. And I'm asking you this face to face, personally, because I really want to make sure that uh, that he gets the permission that he needs to come to 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 this ceremony." And Father Bing told him, uh, yes, your brother can go to the wedding under one condition. And that is that he has a fellow brother with him uh, to, to be with him during the, uh, the trip. So it was set. Um, they agreed. Uh, Father Bing said that I could have permission with someone else uh, coming with me. So my, I spoke to my brother to uh, procure money, but then he was telling me that uh, I have the blessing to go to his wedding in in Los Angeles, and that he would send money to for me and for the fellow brother. So I told my superior, the superior of the community that I was in, about what had happened. And once I mentioned that Father Bing was okay with it and that Father Bing is the one who actually gave the blessing to my brother, my superior then said, well, if that's coming from Father Bing, then then go ahead. Then it, it's okay. So I, I get to Los Angeles so happy, and I'm there maybe in a week, at, in a week advance before, uh, a week before the wedding, and I get in communication with another member of my group who is actually uh, somewhere in the U.S. I don't want to mention it because I don't want to kind of give him away. He's, he's still a good friend of mine. But we, we had a cell phone, me and the, the brother I was with, and we were communicating with this guy. And uh, my friend, the superior, he sent me screenshots of a conversation that he had with either Mother Agnes or some sith sister but it was to the sith number and the conversation through the through the uh text messages was about me and i'm pretty sure it was either mother agnes or i i don't know who else it would be but um uh that that sith person who was using the cell phone was saying that uh i had no business being in in Los Angeles and I was being disobedient and who was I to have this special privilege to go home and to be with my family because everyone else has to practice detachment and stay away from from their family members and yet here I was in LA with my family and even even worse I was there for a wedding which is like another big sin for them so then uh, this friend of mine was, you know, mentioning about Father Bing. Like, hey, like, I think, I think uh, Ryan has permission from Father Bing. And then this Sith sister or Mother Agnes, uh, 
responded, we're here with Father Bing, and he has uh, no idea what Ryan is talking about. He is lying, and he has no permission. Father Bing never gave a blessing. He needs to go home back to the Philippines ASAP. I'm going to stop the story right there for a second. And I want to break it down because I went with, with the idea that, okay, I'm, I'm not going to get persecuted. I'm not going to get harassed. They're going to give me a break. I'm doing things the right way. I always try to do things the fucking right way. And no matter how good you try to be, they always try to fucking break you down. And so I, I was just so perplexed. And I was thinking to myself, why the why the fuck is Father Bing lying? You know, he knows that I had permission. He told my brother. And my brother went to him to avoid the problem that happened last time. Because last time when they went to Father Jose, they made a shit joke out of me and had me stuck in solitary confinement. And they made it look like I didn't want to be with my family. So there you have I, I you have all these messages making it look like I was the crook. And then also so that you can understand, my mind was so devoted to them. And I was ready to go back to the Philippines. I was like, all right, well, this is the obedience. But I didn't have, I didn't have no fucking money. It's like my parents just paid, you know, thousands of dollars for for me and this fellow brother to be there. And and seeing the reaction of how they were how the alliance was breaking me down just to fuck with me and if they can do that to me and i was a loyal son of a bitch i gave them my whole fucking life i left high school i left my dreams to follow them because i trusted them i loved them and then they were betraying me it's either I'd be in solitary confinement or in the chapel or isolated or I'd be on silence or I'd be on fasting for no fucking reason. And yeah, you might be thinking, oh man, he's he's so angry. Oh, uh, Ryan, God, you need you need healing. Well, open your eyes. There's bullshit that is happening in that group. And I thank God that, you know, half of them, you know, left and are doing things the right way. But for those who are stuck there under leaders who are complete assholes and they're just using you, like Father Bing, Father Jose, Mother Agnes, they don't give a fuck about you. They want you to call home, say, hey, mommy, hey, daddy, can you send us money? Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. But you know the truth is that you, when I would call home and say, I'm so happy, my happiness was limited because I didn't know how serious they were in using me. And once I started opening my eyes and understanding that I was being used, it wasn't a vocation. It wasn't a calling from God. You know, they, they, they got my, me to join. And some might say, oh, you, you chose freely. Bullshit. Bullshit, I chose freely. I was manipulated. I was given false promises. And then when I wanted to leave and I was saying, hey, I, I didn't sign up for this. 
it's like, well, hey, it's it's obedience. It's a sin if if you don't do what you're told. So you better stay in line. So going back to these messages that I was seeing from Mother Agnes or from whatever whatever Sith sister it was, I was so destroyed. I had no no money to go back home. I mean, I had just gotten there, and it's like the wedding's in a few days, and. I, I was so I was so bothered because I'm used to obeying to the letter. And so I didn't know what to do. So I called Father Jose. And for the first time in my life as a brother, Father Jose actually pulled through and grew some balls and helped me out. And I told him, hey, look, um, this is my situation. I, I had permission from Father Bing. Um, and now the Sith are saying, I can't be here. Look, I don't have any money. It's like, I don't know. Like, I can't. I can't buy a ticket to go back to to the Philippines. Um, I was like so close to saying, can you buy my ticket? And I think he knew that I was going to go in that direction. So before I could even ask, he said, you know, just, just stay there. You already have your ticket to go back home. Just stay there, uh, lay low, and then uh, enjoy your time. So that was the... That, that was a shocker for me because I'm used to Father Jose kind of being against everything that I did. But for once, it's like he just he 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 didn't give a shit. He said, All right, just stay there, go ahead, whatever. So I did, but the whole trip, I felt so I felt so much anxiety because just being there, it's like they're they're playing these mind games where it's like, well, I'm here. I thought I had permission, but now, now the, the mind game started started where I'm asking myself, am I sinning? Am I being disobedient? They really gaslight the shit out of you. And so after the wedding, I came back to to the Philippines. And the superior there, who as I said, I don't blame I don't blame him because I think he was doing what what he was you know commanded to do or whatever but um <clears throat> i remember for like for lunch like my first lunch there uh he spoke to me and he said hey uh ryan i'm sorry but um it came to my attention from the sith that you were disobedient and that father being never gave that permission it's like ryan i trusted you i i thought you were uh, being honest with me and you know the Sith they have brought this to my attention and so uh, the council the higher-ups they're instructing me to give it to give you a disciplinary measure or a divine mercy and that's going to be a week of uh, silence and fasting and you're going to spend time in prayer and I was so pissed off I was pissed off because for the nine ten years that I'd been there I had done everything, everything to do things right. And I'm still getting punished. I even asked permission. I do all these things. I stay in the chapel praying, you know, 20 rosaries a day, 40 rosaries a day, doing all these extra penances, flagellating myself to the point of blood all over the freaking floor, all over my, my shirts, just all this blood. I'm doing all this extreme fasting. Because I believe that they care for me. 
I believe that this is my vocation. But then as I'm starting to see that I'm being manipulated, it's like it's like an earthquake inside my soul, inside my mind. And then what happened from there was, um, I've already kind of shared the story in previous podcasts, but for those who haven't uh, heard it, uh, we, I got a new superior who went there and I tried opening up to him. Uh, he wanted nothing, nothing to do with me. I tried asking for spiritual advice, for some spiritual direction, any kind of direction. And he said something to the effect of, don't waste your time, don't waste my time, be a man and direct yourself. And this was a hard time for me, for me because I don't know what the hell to do because I'm so divided and I'm, I'm starting to see that this dream, this perfect life is a total nightmare. And so with, with this superior, I even asked him uh, through a letter. I wrote a letter pleading for help, for guidance. I was in so much misery. I didn't know what was happening. The truth is I was waking up to the fact that I was in a toxic environment. And so what did he do? He goes and uh, it was either in the homily or after mass where he's he's saying that uh, people who write letters, you know, asking for guidance are uh, queers. And he didn't say exactly the word queer. It was in, in the Filipino language, but it's a really bad homophobic slur. And I was so fucking pissed off because I'd given my life. I have trust for these priests and to violate my confidence in them in him and then later on to have me beaten for some bullshit reasons so although i i do wish i do wish it, you know going back to the question the original question when you were a believer what could a friend on the outside have said to you that would have made a difference i don't know i don't know what a friend could have said from the outside because anytime someone would say uh, the truth, like ex an example, someone was telling me uh, during my trip to LA, I had, I had two people actually approach me. One was telling me, um, hey, uh, I kind of saw some stuff on Google or somewhere on the internet about this Father Bing and the group and it seems kind of shady about him. I don't, I don't know. And I was like, oh, that's nonsense. Oh, he's a good guy. He's, you're just uh, persecuting us. And then I spoke to a priest uh, at you know at the church, and he told me, "Oh, uh, why is it that you're with that group when they're doing all of these things uh, in hotels, like in obscurity? They're not being transparent with the church. Why are you with them?" And I was thinking, "What the hell is he talking about?" <laughs> I, don't, I hadn't really been a missionary, but I I know that Father Bing he loves to do these. Uh, retreat to hotels where it's it's very private, very secretive, and the diocese or the rest of the church aren't really involved in it. And so he was saying all these things, but then in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, this guy, he's this priest, he's just jealous because you know we have we have the truth and we're we're on the right path and and they're trying to break us down. So going back, you know, again to the original question. Now that I'm I'm out, if I were to go back in time and you know talk to my to my younger self when I was really 
deeply involved. I don't know what I tell myself because I was just so in love. I was just so in love with them. And you know, all that love bombing from the beginning just stayed with me. And I just saw all of them as good, holy people. I saw them as saints, as prophets. And now I see them as human beings. I see their superiors as people who are hurting themselves some in some way to be doing these things. And I don't hate them, but there needs to be some kind of accountability. And I I wish that it were easy to get cult members out of there. I wish it'd be so easy to rescue them. But in my experience, it was so hard. And you know, going through what I went through, you know, the beatings, the solitary confinement, um, the gaslighting, the false accusations, uh, it just all piled up. And in the end, I I just I had I had to start breaking rules. I had to start becoming a bad a quote unquote bad person because there was no other fucking way for me to leave. You know, asking for advice, asking for guidance, saying, hey, I think this isn't for me. It would always, you know, come back to, oh, just stay another year, you know, pray about it. And now that I can really think about it and look back, it really feels that they were just using me and not only me, but all these other brothers and sisters to really just procure money. And I would see our facilities, and I'll give an example uh, to those who were there. We had a facility in Patimbao in the Philippines. And, or was it, Pat no, no, sorry. It was in uh, somewhere in Laguna. <laughs> it was somewhere in Laguna. And, you know, they construct quick. They construct quick and they give you the shittiest facilities, nasty. And they just recruit, 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 recruit. <clears throat> And, you know, they, they do the bare minimum when it's uh, to building these uh, these massive uh, buildings. And then you see Father Bing traveling the world, dressed nice. He's getting taken care of. And we're supposed to be uh, following his example, but yet they're treating us like shit. They were giving us shit. Um, they were giving a shit <laughs> literally and fig figuratively and I know that there are going to be some people who you know like to kiss Father Bing's ass and I'm not that person anymore I used to but hey what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong and if, he, if you're going to claim to be a Catholic or especially a Catholic priest or nun well freaking act like it you know and or have some guts to freaking apologize. If you can, if you can travel the world, asking people, "Oh, Tita, can you give us some money? Oh, Tito, Doctor, can you help us? We we need some funds." If you can do that and travel the whole fucking world, how hard is it for you to humble yourself and say, "Hey, we're sorry. We we messed up. We treated you guys as numbers." We treated the brothers and sisters like crap. We did not respect you. We didn't respect your, 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 we didn't respect your life. Because we had given our life into the service of Father Bing. And it was totally disrespected. 
And if they can do that to me, if they can disrespect my family, what makes you think that they won't do it to you? What makes you think that they're still going to be as kind when you stop sending them money? If they did it to me, then they can do it to you. And I'm sure they probably are starting already. So I'm going to end it there. And uh, on the on the bright note, uh, I'm out of there. <laughs> and I really feel that it's important for ex-members from cults, not only in my cult or in my in my group, but others out there who have suffered that isolation, that humiliation, even that persecution, being demonized for wanting to do things right. I want to reach out to them and say like, hey, um, you're not alone. Uh, you're not um, you're not a demonic person for wanting to do things the right way or for having questions. Um, you have a right to be heard. You have a right to have your story out there. And you know, shit, Father Bing told me if you say if you say anything, mortal sin, yan. That is gossip. That is a sin, mortal sin. Bullshit. That's mortal sin. You know, telling my story. And there are so many victims out there who have been silenced, who can't share their story because of evil people like that, who use fear, intimidation. That's not Christ-like. You're going to tell me, oh, that's Christ-like? Get the, get the hell out of here. That is not Christ-like. Christ came to help people. Christ came to heal. He didn't, came, he didn't come to treat people like shit. And so, you know, thank you for listening. Uh, but uh, as I conclude, I want my listeners to know that I want this platform, this podcast, to also be a platform for them where if they ever want to share their story, um, maybe we can make arrangements and have you tell your story. And hey, uh, not all stories have to be uh, I have to agree with. I might not agree with every guest, but I think it's a place where I want this to be a place where you can speak freely and uh, no judgments. Um, so thank you very much for listening. I wish you all the best. Uh, for those who are who do pray, uh, please say a prayer for me. Pray, say a prayer for Father Bing and those who are still under his uh, spell. Uh, pray for him that he has a change of heart, a change of mind. And if you're not a if you're not a prayerful person, please send me your uh, I don't know your good vibes and best wishes. And uh, thank you very much. I wish you all the best. Peace out. Bye.